Good day, good morning, good evening. This is DJ Spats on Radio Sport at radiosport.online on the 6th of June 2022. This is Daily Sports News.
Ukrainian folk band Nadrabin in a song called Zaprosimene Usnisvoi. The Ukrainians are inviting us to their dreams. Unfortunately, the Ukrainian national team was unable to qualify to the World Championships in Qatar. However, there are some others who are able to um, fulfill their dreams, and one of them is Iga Świątek at uh, Roland Garros. Iga Świątek reigns supreme at the French Open again. She won it on Saturday uh, on a imperious form. Iga Świątek arrived at the French Open as a heavy favorite to win a women's Grand Slam title. Um, and uh, she was probably as uh, as big a favorite as Serena Williams in her uh, biggest uh, days. Um, over the past two weeks, Świątek uh, navigated all the pressure and emotions that are associated with being such a heavy favorite. Świątek uh, finished the job uh, really, really well in a supreme fashion uh, and uh, demonstrated her dominance when she outplayed Coco Goff 6-1, 6-3 to win her second Grand Slam at the French Open. She won first time in 2020. This victory is the crown on top of her astounding run, which stands at the moment at 35 wins in a row and counting. Uh, she has won now six consecutive uh, titles. Uh, during the the post-match interview, Shviantek, who wears a Ukrainian ribbon in her visor, encouraged Ukraine to stay strong. Since my first speech in Doha, I was hoping uh, when I'm doing the next one, the situation will be better. But I still have hopes and try to support. So thank you, guys, she said, uh, received and received a long ovation for her speech. Uh, along with her winning streak, which now equals Venus Williams's 21st century record, uh, is now Shvantec is now 21 wins and just two losses at the French uh, Open, which is the third best record in the women's uh, tournament. And now she's got uh, almost uh, uh, twice as many points as uh, the number two in the women's tennis, Annette Contaveit. Uh, Świątek said that uh, uh, surpassing the streak of Serena Williams made her really proud. The achievement of 34 straight wins, it may seem pretty weird, but having that 35th win and doing something more than Serena did, it is really special. The intimidating aura that Świątek has generated over the past four months was reflected in the audience when they were desperate to support Goff after an unforced error early on in the opening point. A spectator shouted out, Coco, it's not finished. And uh, that spectator shouted, obviously, in French, to a general laughter. When she double-faulted on the second point, the crowd gave a long pitting ovation as if Goff was just two points from defeat so indeed the spectators the crowd in France in Roland Garros didn't really believe that Coco Golf was able to overcome Iga Świątek Świątek broke down Goff's second serve and she cruelly hunted Goff's forehand with her own heavy wicked forehand and that was just too much for Coco Goff uh, while Świątek celebrated after the win, Goff retreated to her seat with tears in her eyes and there were more an hour later when she hailed Świątek's performance. Ego was just too good, she said. It's one of those matches that, yes, 
Um, in some moments, I could have played better, but she really didn't give me anything. Every time I thought I hit a good ball, it wasn't. Despite her tears, she again spoke with maturity and perspective about her fortnight, affirming that she will learn from the experience and continue to improve. Tomorrow or even tonight, we're going to play cards again, and we are going to laugh and we're going to be fine, she said. Uh, the predictability of Shiontek's achievement does not detract from how incredible her rise has been. She is the best player in the world by a large margin at the moment. In 2020, the main thing that I felt was confusion because I have never really believed 100% that I can actually win a Grand Slam, she said. Uh, this time, it was pure work. She started the season ranked ninth, just one quality player among many, and she has spent the months uh, since distancing herself from the pack. And uh, she maintained her, the, her level of focus as the previous number one, Ashley Barty, retired uh, unexpectedly from the uh, from tennis. It's not easy to cope with all that different atmosphere and the pressure because everybody is preparing for the Grand Slam always. Uh, I felt the baggage. The hardest thing is not letting yourself think about that and overanalyze and not letting yourself think about all the numbers and the odds. So, um, at the time when the tour has been searching for a young player who can carry the burden of being number one, winning consistently and everywhere, Sviantek has arrived and may be entering a period of dominance at the French Open. The past few months have been a statement to the rest of the field. Those who wish to contend must meet her at the top and anyone else will be left behind. Apart from Świątek, obviously Rafa Nadal is at the top and he has been there for a long, long time. Uh, Rafa Nadal defies time and Kasper Ruud and he won his 14th French Open title. Uh, he won 6-3, love at Roland Garros. In recent years, as he edged ever closer towards the twilight of his career, Rafa Nadal has continued to discuss his advancing age with uh, total disdain. While many see its silver linings in its maturity, he sees none. It has gradually taken away one of the greatest assets of his game, his athleticism. It has made his body, which has had far too many injuries, even more prone to them. Regardless, for 20 years he has approached his career with the same positive attitude, the same calmness, the same acceptance and fight, and in the process has continued to perform wonders so long on to it. After a fortnight in which he hasn't been really playing that well, he picked apart Kasper Ruud even in the absence of his top level of much uh, for much of the uh, for much of the match, winning the final eleven games to clinch a remarkable record extending fourteenth French Open title six three six three six love. Nadal has also extended his men's all-time Grand Slam title record to 22, creating a gap between himself and his two greatest rivals, Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer, who both have 20 major titles. And whilst Novak Djokovic can make uh, quite a few more, Roger Federer may be already struggling to, uh, to catch up with Rafa Nadal. Two days after the 36th birthday, and 17 years after winning first uh, first um, title here 
uh, as a 19-year-old, Nadal has now won for long enough to also stand as the oldest French Open men's champion in history, surpassing the 50-year record set by his countryman, Andres Jimeno, who was 34 years old when he won uh, the Roland Garros tournament. So uh, uh, now uh, Rafa Nadal is also halfway through to um, to uh, winning a Grand Slam because he won Australian Open uh, and now the French Open. And that would, would have been the first time in his career if he managed to win Wimbledon and the US Open, which obviously will be much, much more difficult to do. Uh, he has been struggling with injuries. He has received injections. Uh, he played with nerves uh, in his foot under anesthetic. I've been playing with injections on the nerves to sleep the foot. And that is why I was able to play during these two weeks because I have no feelings on my foot because my doctor was able to put anesthetic injections on the nerves. That takes out the feeling on my foot, he said. He described the process of playing with the numb foot as extreme conditions, explaining that he took a couple of injections before each match and the process carries elevated chances of turning an ankle on becoming another injury. So um, all these injuries and still Nadal was able to win his 14th French Open tournament and 22nd Grand Slam. Unbelievable, just like an EMF song for both Iga Świątek and Rafa Nadal.
we don't know uh, what kind of competition we're going to, to take. None of the big um, networks is um, you know, televising this tournament, apart from Viaplay, surprisingly, because they uh, televise also US Women Golf, and that is um, all uh, kudos to them. But uh, uh, televising live, the Scandinavian network, that's uh, something that probably should not really uh, happen. This is going to be a 54 holes tournament, not a 72 regular one, so 54, and there's going to be a also uh, some businessmen uh, who will take part in the uh, the pro am uh, for so so there are some some really big names such as uh, Dustin Johnson, uh, Graham McDowell, Lee Westwood, uh, Sergio Garcia. We don't know why they do this, but there is also people like Blake Windred, Hudson Swafford, and Jedi uh, Morgan, people who nobody has heard of, or um, Australian Matt Jones, who has uh, uh, got just uh, seventeen million dollars uh, in career earnings. He explained why he's doing this. A lot to do with my family being able to provide for them. Purely a business decision for me. I'm very happy with the decision I made. Yes, if someone's got no morals, no uh, ethics. Then that is, then that they can be happy with the decision they made. The last place, as I mentioned, in the forty-eight man field is worth hundred twenty thousand dollars. A team element carries a five million prize fund. Uh, incredible uh, tournament. There is also a decision of Royal Bank of Canada, uh, who is uh, uh, withdrawing the support sponsorship uh, from uh, Dustin Johnson and uh, Graham McDowell, uh, because these players will not be competing in Canada Open, uh, which uh, happens uh, at the same time and offers 1.5 million to the winner. Uh, and uh, this is a real competition where best players in the world compete for Canadian uh, Open. The reaction of the players who actually uh, are at the top of the game is such that they don't want to do to have anything to do with this. I don't think that uh, at this point in time I'm in a place in my career where I can risk things like that, said Bryson DeChambeau. I'm loyal to my family that I have created around me with sponsors and everything. And the golf world is probably going to change in some capacity. I don't know how that is. It's not my job to do so. I'm just going to keep playing professional golf and enjoy it wherever it takes me. Play with the best players in the world. Obviously, this is not the best player in the world who participate in live golf a series uh, so uh, um, the best players are not there but there are some big names uh, who are who have pretty much no morals uh, supporting uh, the regime and and really taking part in a, a huge uh, whitewashing or sports washing exercise so we say no to these type of practices Beirut no no no
good no 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 and certainly no applause for these golfers who decided to be the face of the live golf tournament in Hertfordshire which is an example of a vulgar whitewashing sports washing for the Saudi Arabian regime uh, in the first uh, game of the NBA Finals, Boston Celtics beat San Francisco uh, Golden State Warriors uh, on Thursday, but last night wasn't to be for uh, Boston. Stephon Curry scored uh, 29 points. Jordan Poole connected from just inside midcourt to cap a huge uh, third quarter run, and the Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics 107-88 last night in Game 2 of the NBA Finals. A good game for Golden State Warriors. Poole finished with the 17 points for the Warriors, who outscored Boston 35-14 in the third quarter to turn a two-point halftime lead into a 23-point edge. And when the Warriors uh, then scored the first six points of the fourth, the Celtics really pretty much surrendered and emptied their bench. Golden State also got 12 points from Kevin Looney, who um, had a 6 for 6 shooting uh, and 11 uh, points uh, were scored by Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson. Jason Tatum was the leading scorer for Boston's Boston Celtics, but he scored 21 of his uh, 28 points in the first half for Boston. Jalen Brown added 17 for the Celtics, but uh, Jalen Brown, who was instrumental in leading Boston Celtics to a win on Thursday, uh, fought through a 5 for 17 shooting night, and Derek White scored also 12 points for Boston Celtics. Just like in Game 1, a huge run decided this game. The Celtics went on a 48-18 to 18 run in the second half. This is the biggest run, I think, in the history of the uh, NBA Finals. But the Warriors didn't wait that long in Game 2, going for a 43-14 burst from the late of the first half until early in the fourth quarter to turn a tie game into a runaway. Curry had uh, 40 of his points in the third, making three of his five three-pointers in the quarter. Boston, on the other hand, were just four for 15 in the quarter, where outscored 21-6 on, on threes and led the Warriors turn five turnovers into 11 uh, points for themselves. And there was this exclamation point at the third uh, quarter as it ended when Poole provided that uh, big, big three-pointer from within his own half. Incredible uh, performance by an incredible shot by uh, Poole. And for the first time, the crowd in the Warriors' new building finally saw Celtics. The Celtics lose. Boston entered the night for nothing in the Warriors' three-year-old home. The only team to have won their first four games in the arena. And the Celtics wanted to become just uh, the third team after Chicago and uh, Houston on the list of clubs who swept two road games to open the finals. The uh, Bulls and Rockets obviously then went on to win the championship. Uh, and... Uh, 
31 of the previous 36 teams who opened a 2-0 lead ended up celebrating a title. But obviously not all is lost for Boston, yet the Celtics need only to win their remaining home games to win the title, so they got now the home court advantage. They will be coming back to Boston for the next game, and obviously the supporters will be a very important part of that bid to secure the next NBA title for Boston. San Francisco. This is a song obviously for Golden State Warriors who managed to even the series uh, in the NBA Finals with uh, uh, Boston Celtics and that series is now tied at one each. Uh, the Ukrainians were dreaming about uh, advancing to the World Cup in Qatar but it wasn't to be. Uh, they were playing uh, last night against um, Wales in uh, Cardiff. 
Wales seals the place in the World Cup as the player final ends Ukrainian hopes. There was that was never to be an occasion short of uh, lasting images, and uh, the Wales players were singing along to Ima Ohid with uh, Gareth Bale. We don't know whether or not Gareth Bale will finish his uh, career with the Wales squad after this game, or is he going to be? part of the World Cup squad for uh, Wales. But anyway, he probably is uh, one of the most influential uh, Welsh uh, players uh, to have led uh, to his team to um, the World Cup for the first time since 1958. Uh, Wales are coming back to the glory days. They will be part of the World Cup in uh, Qatar. Uh, Bale was deep in conversation with Alexander Zinchenko uh, seconds after the final whistle uh, and um, the whole uh, stadium was applauding uh, Ukraine uh, as uh, they, uh, they, the Ukrainian players were leaving the pitch. It was uh, a, a, a difficult situation for Ukraine. Andrei Yarmolenko on goal decided uh, this match in the 34th minute. Uh, Ukraine had a, a really, really a big um, game. They had a lot of quality uh, in the lineup. Zinchenko obviously being one of them. Uh, but uh, uh, this time it wasn't to be Hennessy in the in the goal for um, for uh, uh, Wales. Uh, obviously, was instrumental in keeping the clean sheet for uh, the Welsh team. The Welsh team was uh, quite uh, well organized in defense and uh, all the shots that uh, the Ukrainian players were hitting at the um, uh, Welsh goal were being blocked or saved by the Welsh goalkeeper. Uh, Page, uh, the uh, coach of um, of uh, the Welsh team, was saying that uh, NSC had a brilliant game and obviously it was instrumental in keeping the clean sheet. It was instrumental in uh, in uh, uh, Wales being able to advance to uh, the finals. On the other hand, the Ukraine's head coach Alexander Petrakov, uh, his glasses condensed with rainwater and jacket sodden, had no complaints with his team, but could feel aggrieved uh, at how. Five minutes before the break, the video assistant referee did not tell the referee Antonio Matheus Lajos to take a closer look at a collision between Joe Allen and Yarmolenko. Allen caught cold by Yarmolenko, shuffled towards the ball, clearly clip- clipped the Ukraine's captain heels in the box, but uh, play instead continued. So there should have been really a penalty for uh, the Ukraine, but it all ended up in ended in tears. Jubilation for uh, for Wales and uh, Gareth Bale, obviously happy about uh, uh, the performance. Uh, Gary Speed started this 12 or, or 13 years ago, a coach of Wales said, I want to dedicate this to Gary as well. He started the culture. There was a difference. There was a change in the environment. I've inherited that. Chris Colburn took it on to another level. We're just confident going into games now. We don't hope to qualify for the Euros or a World Cup now. We believe we can do it. So there has been a massive change in mentality. 
I thought he was magnificent. This is about Hennessy, world class, absolutely. I pulled uh, Wardy in and showed him that respect uh, uh, to tell him I was starting Wayne. I, it was purely down to the fact that he played in the semi final, didn't let us down, and it would have been harsh to drop him. Uh, there was uh, no way I was going to leave him out. He delivered like we know he can do. I thought he went to another level, I thought his performance was outstanding. Uh, this is uh, Wales. Uh, uh, Alexander Petrakov picked his word carefully uh, and uh, was applauded before leaving the press conference room. Asked uh, what would be the message to ensure Ukraine is not forgotten, he replied, We have uh, a war raging all over the country. We have children and women dying on a daily basis and our infrastructure is being ruined by the Russian barbarians. The Russians want to hurt us and the Ukrainians are resisting and defending their land. We just want your support. We just want you to understand what is happening back at home. Uh, also, he said that he could not criticize any of his players and hopes Ukrainians remember the efforts of his team, uh, which will be completely different for the Nations League match against the Republic of Ireland in Dublin on Wednesday. I think we did everything we could, but I really want the, the people in Ukraine to remember our team, our efforts. I want to say sorry that we didn't score, but this is sport and this is how this happens. I do not know what to say. Glory days for Welsh team.
Bruce Springsteen Glory Days. The Welsh team is returning to uh, the World Cup for the first time since 1958. Minji Lee uh, won the US Open women's golf uh, yesterday. Uh, brilliant uh, conditions in Pine Needles in North Carolina. Minji Lee has joined Australia's all-time golf greats as a multiple major champion with a runaway victory at the US Women's Open in North Carolina. Lee converted a three-stroke third-round lead into a four-shot triumph at the Pine Needles Country Club and she earned 1.8 million US dollars uh, not uh, exactly the same amount as the uh, men's uh, tournament winners get but uh, closer uh, obviously there is this movement within the women's golf to uh, try and get the prize money similar in the major tournaments uh, to those uh, who are received by the the men's golfers. The 26-year-old finished at 13 under par for the tournament after closing with a 71 on Sunday. Lee is the third Australian to win the US Women's uh, Open, uh, which is the biggest event really in the female golf after Kerry Webb in 2000-2001 and Dan Stevenson. And uh, uh, this is the second uh, win in the major tournament for uh, Minji Lee. She won at Evian Championship last July. And uh, now Minji Lee will be this number two in the world. Uh, also, uh, she'll be in a really good company as only the sixth Australian golfer to have captured multiple majors alongside Stevenson, uh, Peter Thompson, Greg Norman, David Graham, and uh, the only other... Australians to have one more than one. So, uh, uh, Minji Lee, a great success. She started really well. Uh, she uh, started with two consecutive birdies. Then she bogeyed uh, at uh, the fifth and seventh holes, but still reached a turn where she had started at 13 under par, while her American playing partner, Mina Harigay, had dropped one shot to slip four behind. Lee turned the back nine into procession as her challenges fell away, with Harigay finishing a runner-up. Uh, so um, now, uh, when uh, Minji Lee competes in Women's British Open next month at Muirfield, if she wins it, she may become number one. Uh, and uh, Korean G. Uh, Young Ko is the number one at this particular moment. A strong woman, Poppy Ajuda, for Minji Lee, who won the Women's US Open. I'm unstable, but you take me as I am when I'm unable to control myself. I scare myself sometimes, but you lift me up, you bring me back to life, time after time.
Judah, strong woman from Minjin Lee, who won the US Open Golf uh, Tournament. Uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, are playing in the Western Conference Finals in the NHL. JT Comfort scored the tie-breaking goal in the third period for the Colorado Avalanche, who pushed the Edmonton Oilers to the brink of elimination with a 4-2 win in Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals. And that game was played at Rogers Place in Edmonton on Saturday. Comfort gave the Avalanche a 3-2 lead at 12.42 in the third period shortly after exiting the penalty box. He won a battle for loose puck along the boards against Oilers defenseman Ivan Bouchard and shot at the goal and Mike Smith was unable to defend that shot. So Colorado are on the brink of eliminating Edmonton Oilers in the second, in the other um, semi-final or in the Eastern Conference Finals. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning the two-time defending champion of the um, of the Stanley Cup were able uh, to um, beat uh, New York Rangers in the third game. Uh, two first games were won by uh, New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden, but this time Andre Palat scored with just 42 seconds remaining in the third period, and the Tampa Bay Lightning rallied for a 3-2 win against the New York Rangers in Game 3, and that that game was held at Amalie Arena on Sunday in Florida. Palat received a backhand pass from Nikita Kucherov and scored a short side just inside the post from below the right face of Dot. I think we shot the pack twice. Kuch got in the slot and made a great pass to me. Palat said, I was just tr- trying to shoot it on the net and the puck went in. Palat's game-winning goal was his 10th career in the Stanley Cup playoffs, passing Tyler Johnson for the most enlightening history. Palat, we've seen this for years. He's a great kid. He doesn't say anything, Tampa Bay coach John Cooper said. All he does is give you everything he has on every shift. He played. Uh, he's played up and down the lineup, but he's got the ability to play that blue-collar game and white-collar players, uh, and that's a great trait to have. So, the defending champions are not defeated just yet. The fourth game again in Florida, and we'll see whether or not the New York Rangers will be able to withstand that pressure from the defending champions. You gotta fight for your right to party.
Beastie Boys, you gotta fight for your right to party. This wasn't uh, a good winter for the English team. A lot of change after the uh, unsuccessful Ashes trip to Australia and unsuccessful West Indies tour. Now they are back with a different coach. McCallum is the coach uh, for uh, England uh, cricket team and Ben Stokes is now the captain. And in that first uh, test since those changes and the test was being held at the Lords, the uh, uh, the most important venue for the English cricket. Uh, England went to work immediately and uh, the bowlers um, Jimmy Anderson and uh, Stuart Broad who were omitted uh, from the West Indies tour, uh, they uh, made the mark immediately dismissing New Zealand for something like 130 runs in the first inning. But then England uh, Uh, surprisingly uh, but quite characteristically though uh, collapsed totally and they were all out uh, for about 440 or something uh, runs in the second inning and then uh, New Zealand went back to work and withstood the pressure from the English bowlers and scored close to 300 runs however England uh, came back roaring uh, and the batsmen then uh, started to play well and on the fourth day uh, the rain was hard enough to wake the sleeping on Sunday morning and it was easy to imagine the players were up early to check the weather. It looked a good day for bowling, damp, dark and overcast as if the English summer had just got lost somewhere in the west. Uh, Tim Southey and Trent Bolt who have played a lot of cricket here in the past, here meaning at the Lords in the past 14 years, knew the conditions don't get much better uh, for men in the line of business. They were as good as you could hope for uh, Kane Williamson, the captain of New Zealand said. However, uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, the bowlers were unable to dismiss the English cricketers and especially one of them, the former captain that is. The captain uh, Joe Root gave uh, his team a century. Incredible. He gave them a century and thus gave England a much coveted win. So despite the £100 to be spent uh, or 160 even uh, to be there at Lords, perhaps it was all worth it because England are back, England are back in business, they were able to defeat the world champions. In Test cricket, the New Zealanders were world champions uh, last, were crowned uh, world champions last year, uh, and then uh, came to Lords, being probably favourite uh, with all the turmoil surrounding the English team. However, Joe Root, uh, with uh, the weight off his shoulders, he's no longer captain, so he can concentrate on things that he can do best, meaning concentrate on actually uh, giving his team a lot of runs, which he did. England are back. England defeat. New Zealand, a spear of destiny, come back, come back, all is forgiven, something to cheer for uh, at last for the English cricket fans. Spear of destiny, come back. Uh, to conclude the daily sports news on the 6th of uh, June 2022, DJ Spatza says goodbye.
Eventually, you're 